0: what is happening what is going on welcome into sports Fighting daily thanks for joining us on a friday today is the 21st april 21st 2023 what's going on how's your week been how has your week been so far we're back back from uh, vacation in vegas and uh, it was good good couple days good to get away for a little bit and I just spent some time in Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada, in the middle of the Mojave Desert. My favorite place on earth. I love Vegas. It was nice. I went with my fiance, Allie. We had uh, some nice dinners, had a cigar. It was was a good trip. But we're back. We're back in action. And uh, on today's show, like we do every Friday, we're going to do a deep dive handicap with a pick for tomorrow. And I'm going to just, I'm going to get that done, get out of here. I still feel a little delirious, (laughs) if I'm going to be honest. It's uh, I'm easing back into normal life. But uh, we got a pick for tomorrow in the San Diego-Arizona Major League Baseball game. And I will give some quick thoughts on a hockey game as well. Just because I was going to give a hockey game out, but there's some information. So we'll just get to all that today. Um, I do have, have some quick thoughts, though, from my travels. We flew uh, Southwest, which Southwest, I don't know what's happened the last couple of years. From my experiences, they have been just getting a little bit worse every time I've traveled. I mean, Southwest used to be super reliable for a long time. And now it seems like I haven't had a flight leave on scheduled time. You know, the last like four or five trips I've had with Southwest. So anyway, our first trip got moved back a little bit and it wasn't even a big deal. We actually were kind of happy. We're like, okay, a few more minutes, let's go get a bloody Mary. No big deal. But, uh, went to talk to the, to the, to the woman behind the counter. And I don't know what it is with the people, behind the counters at the airport and this seems universal whether it's united southwest whatever it is you know delta the person behind the counter seems to always be the biggest asshole that company can find it's like it seems to it's like a prerequisite you've got to be a giant asshole if you're going to work at the counter you can't be helpful you can't be nice you can't be patient I don't get it. Not one time I've ever gone up and and, and someone's actually helpful. Everyone's just pissed. And I kind of understand in a weird way I get it because most people they deal with are probably belligerently angry or drunk or just pissed. And so after a while, you just sort of expect it, right? So you're numb to it. And you're like, ah, what? What do you want, sir? But uh, I just noticed that every single person, it's like bookies. It's almost just like bookies. How often in Vegas or other places where you go up to the counter, are these people just complete assholes? Like in my experience, all the time, especially when they're cutting limits, limiting, you can only buy this, complete, complete. And one more thing at the airport. Okay, this is coming back. This is in the, it's not McCarran Airport anymore. What is it? Is it John Wayne Airport? Whatever the, the new airport, or the airport's now called in Vegas coming back. Uh, I got duped. I was not happy with this experience. We went to Nathan's Hot Dogs. I was in the mood for a hot dog. Good old-fashioned hot dog. And, you know, Nathan's is like one of the best. At least Nathan's is known for, in my opinion. the uh, They've got the good sauerkraut, you know, good mustard, good relish. So I went up, thought I was going to get a Nathan's Hot Dog. Didn't get that at all. I asked for mustard, sauerkraut, and relish. And she said, Yeah, I not mean, have sauerkraut here. I just thought, okay, it's the airport. So I said, Okay, it's fine. Just give me some mustard and relish. I get the hot dog, and it's just the mustard and relish packets. Just this little tiny packets. I'm like, What? This isn't Nathan's? How do you call yourself Nathan's? But I don't, it's been. <laughs> okay, as you can tell, I'm just, I'm tired. It's been a long week, but that doesn't mean that these picks aren't going to be uh, good ones. So let's get to it. All right. I want to thank Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has been so great for everyone out there who bets player props. And even if you want to get more into player props, I recommend checking out Thrive Fantasy online or download the app. They do all kinds of different things. They've got daily fantasy style contests, DFS contests, Uh, where you build a lineup with player props. They have player prop parlays with the best payouts in the industry. Seriously, if you like player props, you've got to check out Thrive Fantasy. Online, download the app, put in promo code SBD when you sign up. That's going to get you a deposit match up to $100. It's Thrive Fantasy, promo code SBD. Let's get to it before I wrap things up for today. Um... Like I mentioned earlier, this pick is for San Diego and Arizona. So this is Major League Baseball tomorrow. San Diego at Arizona. Let's get a game time if we can. Um, tomorrow at oh good, it's later on six ten Mountain Time, so five ten Pacific. Uh, what eight ten on the East Coast? Uh, Joe Musgrove on the mound for San Diego. Merrill Kelly slated to be on the mound for Arizona. Now keep in mind these two teams play tonight, so there's stuff that could happen tonight that will impact tomorrow's handicap and we'll mention some of those but that definitely matters when we're betting baseball games happen in between that has to be mentioned Uh, the line currently in this game is San Diego minus 140 Uh, Arizona is plus 120 and the over under is nine and a half it looks like the money's coming in on the under so moving down to nine Uh, our best bet is going to be first five innings San Diego minus 125 up to minus 130 could be 130 but uh, for a couple reasons. Now, we mentioned this last week or maybe a couple weeks ago. If you're going to handicap the MLB, I think one thing that's often overlooked or just not talked about enough in general are the bullpens, and that's a big part of this handicap because I think that the bullpen information for both teams right now is a little bit tough to bet on because of the unpredictable nature. Let's start off with San Diego's bullpen. They just announced, I think yesterday, maybe two days ago, that uh, Nabil Krismat is is out. He's injured. And he's one of their best arms coming out of San Diego's bullpen, at least for long relief. And that's what he's been so good at this season, last year. And he's on the 15-day injured list. So not a huge deal, but he is on the 15-day injured list. So in the meantime, it's going to shuffle up right now what we're expecting to see out of the bullpen. Um, I thought before this injury that we were going to see their normal rotation. Brent Honeywell could go, but... uh, Honeywell may pitch tonight. On Friday, again, we're recording. Tough to tell. So let's eliminate that, or at least largely eliminate the bullpen and the unpredictable nature of what San Diego is going to be doing. And then same thing for Arizona. Arizona, they've just been using a ton of their bullpen lately. You look at their... Uh, one, two, three, four. They've got they've got nine arms in the bullpen. One of the biggest bullpens in Major League Baseball for a good reason. They know they're going to often have to go to the bullpen. But I'm not seeing too much of a pattern emerging. Don't know if it's going to be Jose Ruiz, uh, Kevin Grinkle. I think Kyle Nelson may pitch tonight he only threw 11 pitches yesterday but either way i'm not so sure so the point is let's eliminate that right or at least try and largely eliminate the bullpen from the handicap how do we do that we're going to take the first five innings where it should be joe musgrove on the mound for san diego and merrill kelly on the mound for the large part of this bet in this game so joe musgrove it's uh i think a, a pretty interesting spot here to price because he's returning for the first time this season um joe musgrove's been you know a good, reliable starter in his career, and he got injured, had an injury setback, and this is the first start he's having this year. Now, what I'm hearing is that Musgrove is looking really good. He looks strong. He looks healthy. Arm looks good. You know, he may still be on a pitch count, but that doesn't change the fact that he's going to come back looking, from what I'm hearing, very, very efficient, very good. And look, on top of that, it's not like he wouldn't pitch well in this matchup anyway. I mean... Joe Musgrove's last time he played against Arizona, it was at Arizona, same location. He went six full innings, allowed four hits, had eight strikeouts against a lot of the same lineup. And last year in general, in total, he was seven and three on the road. I think Joe Musgrove is going to be in a good spot here. I also like how Joe Musgrove starts seasons last year, first two months. Keep in mind, two months of the year, I think that accounts for, I think, five or six starts for Musgrove last year. He had a 1.93 ERA through uh, May of last season. So I think it's a good spot for him. And then on the other side, Merrill Kelly... On the mound for Arizona, it's been the complete opposite. I mean, I heard coming out of spring training this year that he was having some control issues, and that's that hasn't been the case. You know, he's been with Arizona his whole career since twenty nineteen. hasn't really been a huge problem, but that was the the word coming out of spring training, and then this year so far, I mean, twelve walks through four starts, and I think those walks all came in three games. So. In three of his four starts this year, Mer- Merrill Kelly's had at least four walks in each of those starts. So I just don't think it's a good situation here, uh, given everything with uh, with both pitchers. And um, you know the the bullpens, like I said, we're kind of eliminating that and getting rid of that. But look, Merrill Kelly right now. I think that his. I'm not saying he's going to be wild and be hitting people and, and have four walks again. But you look at his efficiency, his strikes to walks. Right now, his strikes to walks is his K's to uh, K slash BB. Right, strikes to walks 1.5. That is by far the lowest in his career. Last year, he had a 2.9. Year before that, three two. Year before that, he was almost at six. Six strikeouts. For every one walk back in 2020, that's down to 1.5 this season. I know it's a small sample size, but uh, this team has seen him a lot. So you look at the pitcher, the batter-pitcher matchups. Merrill Kelly's seen, or he's faced, Jake Cronenworth a ton, Trent Grisham, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., who just returned, which has been a big boost so far. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, those players collectively, they've seen him a lot, and <laughs> they've had success. Now, Manny Machado's had seven strikes out, strikeouts and 32 at-bats. But he's also had five uh, five hits, one double, one triple, couple RBIs. I mean, Tatis Juniors really hit him well. Seven hits at eighteen at bats, five RBIs. So. I think everything comes together here for a good price. First five innings, one twenty-five for the San Diego Padres. As I also mentioned, the San Diego lineup, in my opinion, is coming together well. You know, they started kind of rocky, but Fernando Tatis Jr. is back in the lineup, and it appears to already be making a difference. So, for our best bet, we're gonna go San Diego first five innings, minus one twenty-five at Arizona. This game is gonna be Saturday night at uh, what did we say that was like five forty Eastern. Uh, 840 or so, uh, or excuse me, 540 Pacific, 840 Eastern, right in that time-ish, I believe so. But either way, uh, San Diego first five, minus 125, Joe Musgrove versus Marrow Kelly in that matchup. So that's going to be our best bet for our uh, deep dive on Friday. I do have some thoughts on a, a hockey game for tomorrow. I was going to give out t- uh, uh, Tampa Bay even money against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I just want to give some quick thoughts on that. So what the pick was going to be, uh, Tampa Bay even money at home. I like the lightning in this spot a lot. Everything comes down in this whole handicap to the injuries to uh, Tampa Bay's defense. Uh, Victor Hedman and Eric Cernak both out last game. And it looks like Cernak's going to be out for a few games moving forward. Now, I'm not sure about that, but the important part is that uh, Victor Hedman is coming back or at least should come back. My entire handicap had the fact that him, that uh, Victor, uh, Victor Hedman excuse me, would play tomorrow. So, if he's back, here's here's what I think is going on in this line. I think it's being overpriced for a couple reasons. One, Toronto looked really good last game, but there were that injuries. They just kind of took advantage of a really banged-up defense. And two, it's just the Toronto factor in general. They're just good. People are betting on them. They're, I think, overpriced right now, given everything we've seen this season, and the injuries are also a big part here. So the injuries to, as I said, Hedman and Cernak, the market's kind of freaking out a little bit, I think, because if they're out again... Toronto could run away with this game. But it's 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 a it's what we call cluster injuries. This happens in football when you get like three or four offensive linemen all injured or three or four defensive backs all injured. If you only have let's say you have four injuries in football on defense, one D-lineman, one linebacker, one safety, and one cornerback. That's obviously going to hurt your team, but not nearly as much as all four of your cornerbacks uh, or at least you know your top four cornerbacks being hurt. So cluster injuries actually have like a compounding effect when when it happens that way. So same thing here for um, uh, Tampa Bay. When you get Victor Hedman and Eric Cernak out, well, now it's two of their best defenders on a team. Keep in mind, you dress, what, six defenders every 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 game. That's a big part of this team. So if Victor Hedman can return, and if... John Cooper, who's one of the best coaches in hockey, can find a way for this team to play more defensive at home with more experience. I don't see why that's not being taken into account, or at least how I think it should in this price. So I actually like Tampa Bay even money, considering the idea that Victor Hedman plays at least 20 good minutes tomorrow, and they shift their team strategy to be a little more defensive. If that's the case, and if you want, you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? I would pay attention to Victor Hedman. If, he, if he's going to be back and be at least 85%, 80%, you know, be able to play, like I said, about 20 good minutes, I like even money for Tampa. I would make that a bet. And I'm sure I'll have tomorrow more, you know, for Saturday morning's Quick Picks. But uh, that's an interesting lineup or an interesting handicap. And I wanted to put some notes out there for that because I do like Tampa. But with those injury concerns and not knowing is Hedman going to play, how, how how healthy is he going to be, we didn't really include that on today's show, so or at least for the full handicap. So all right, that does it for today. Again, best bet is gonna be San Diego first five innings, minus one twenty-five for the game they're playing on Saturday night. So all right, uh, appreciate everyone listening. Glad everyone tuned in this week to all the replay shows and uh, good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.